From here on Earth 616 to the multiverse, this is the Marvel Guys Podcast. Your number one source for everything Marvel. Reviews, characters, comic books, new releases. It's all right here. Now, let's welcome your hosts, Jordan and Spencer. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and on my left is my co-host, Spencer. Are you ready to talk about some Thor, Love, and Thunder? Oh, man, I am so ready to talk about this. I am so stoked. We got a trailer release, sort of out of nowhere. That's how Marvel does it. Kevin Feige likes to drop it on us like that. And we were planning on discussing She-Hulk and Miss Marvel and have ourselves a, a fun night. But all of a sudden, here comes the trailer that introduces uh, some new topics to the movie, the main villain, kind of a story arc. And, I mean, away we go. All of a sudden, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. And, and this was, uh, for me, as I've said multiple times on this podcast, this was the most anticipated movie of the year for me. Uh, about Doctor Strange so like this man I am so ready like July needs to hurry up you know (laughs) this movie I think since Ragnarok we've been just seeing Thor push the boundaries of what we knew to be a Marvel story and what we knew to be a cinematic experience through a blockbuster film and I think we get that once again with this trailer and we're going to go over some of the specifics um, of those things that in my opinion really make this stick out uh, but when you first saw this trailer you you press play because obviously right away you're not waiting any time what was that emotion what was the first thought when you made it through those few minutes and you were like okay so this is what we're doing um i the emotions I, I was just like giddy like I was just like kind of shaking I was like so ready so amped up like I want to see it right now you know like and that's kind of how I feel like a lot of people are um but man I am I, I am beyond like ready for this movie man I've been waiting for a while like since it was announced and like with with Jane coming into the picture them announcing Christian Bale as the as gore uh like when they made that announcement specifically i was already like on the ship like this is going to be probably the best thor movie um but now i'm like man this could potentially absolutely be the best that we've seen so far so we've got plenty of star power in this uh trailer we see obviously chris hemsworth as thor continuing his awesome portrayal we mm-hmm. do get the Guardians of the Galaxy joining the fray. Mm-hmm. And we have Christian Bale uh, entering the MCU. Um, you know, you, you die a hero or you live long enough <laughs> to see yourself become the villain. Right, right. And, right. I mean, here he is. And his portrayal of Gore the God Butcher is going to be highly scrutinized and highly anticipated. That is the... Um, that's the deal when you're this big of an actor and you enter a highly criticized series. So yeah, absolutely, not everybody loves Marvel. Not everybody loves what it does to cinema. And so when Christian Bale, an actor of his caliber, decides to join 
the uh, series of Thor and add to the MCU, in one hand, it really validates this movie. They love getting well-established actors to play supporting roles. Mm-hmm. And uh, it encourages other uh, big stars to maybe take on this role when they see uh, the succeeding nature of how it's uh, reacted to. So we're all, I think, hoping big time, obviously, that not only this movie lands, but maybe Christian gets some fanfare from the outside. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, it's fair uh, because, you know, a lot of people see Christian Bale as just Batman, you know. Uh, personally, I see him as the dude from American Psycho. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's a completely different role. Uh, but he's been in so many different movies, and I think every movie I've ever seen him in, I've loved. And so I think that says something about him as an actor. Um, he's just incredible at what he does, so I know he's going to crush it. And to your point, I think it opens up the door and I think that door's already kind of been opened already. We've seen it multiple times where they go and get some established actor to play in like one movie as a really awesome villain. Yeah. Uh, and they may come Shirley's back. They just saw Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and they may come back in the future and they may not. It might be a one-off. But like that's the, gl- that's the thing about Marvel. You have to do – you could do one movie and you're like set for life. And a lot of these actors, like they don't really need the money. But like psh, doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like – that's pretty so, cool. I'm sure they uh, approached him previously about mm-hmm. roles. And, I mean, I think as we get more into Gore the God Butcher, his story is really, really interesting. So it's, I think yeah. Christian probably took a liking to what he saw with his character and really thought he could do something cool with it. So, yeah, I can't wait to discuss that. Uh, we are going to be releasing an episode focused on Gore the God Butcher coming up very soon. So if you like what you've seen from him in the trailer and kind of the introduction that we give you to him today, then make sure you tune in for that future episode. It will be coming up very soon. And that will be a lot of fun to kind of dive back into his background. And I'm sure Christian opened up a comic or two. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's a big source material guy. I feel like, um, I got to address think he the took ad- a job as a machinist <laughs> for like <laughs> nine to five for three months right. before he filmed that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just his, his, um, his methods in the, the approach that he takes with this, with everything in acting is just incredible. Yeah. Like the weight transformations that he's undergone yeah, throughout kind of like a five year period. Gross. <laughs> it's Honestly, insane. You know? Yeah. Well, don't die for your work. People right. say yeah. artists do die for their work. I think yeah, some people say that. So. Right. Yeah, uh, it's incredible, man. So yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that puts in the work, much like a Henry Cavill. You know, like he's he's definitely a big like source material kind of a guy. Like he he doesn't take things like half heartedly. He, he goes full on into the thing. So then um, his portrayal of like the Witcher has been phenomenal. So um, yeah, it's it's awesome to see people like that taking roles for characters that are very very big and in, in, in comic lore and seeing them like seeing their interpretation of it but i do have to address the elephant in the room uh there have been a lot of people that have kind of been negative on his look because he has a nose and because he doesn't have tentacles coming off of his head and i mean i hate to break it to these people but like falcon doesn't have actual like big huge wings that look like falcon wings right you know what i mean he's not a cartoon character he's not a cartoon character 
Like what? I I, I lost. I I set aside comparing these characters to their comic iterations long time ago. Right. It's cool to look at from time to time and be like, oh, this is where they drew inspiration for this or whatever. They're not going to be the same, man. Like yeah. it, it's we we talk about this a lot with comic stories and like how they kind of pull influence from that and they kind of make it their own and like so the MCU is its own thing. They do this with the look too and they have to. Could you imagine Absolutely. like if some of these characters had their comic accurate costumes on screen it would be a nightmare. <laughs> and there's too like, many it, heroes, you yeah. know, that might reflect a, a similar look and when you're selling to, you know, 5 to 12 year olds What's the difference? They're going to look at the screen and go, oh, Ebony Ma didn't die. Right. You know? Right. You know, it, it's it's very strange, man. It's a strange thought to have. And I got a poll from, and I got to give big credit to uh, Rob from Comics Explained. He's one of the best YouTube channels maybe of all yeah, time. Yeah, channel. Uh, he, he, he's been, he said earlier, I think, that like, uh, you know, who's going to really look at a fight scene between Gore and Thor and be like, you know, it would make the scene better if he didn't have a nose and he had tentacles <laughs> off his head, <laughs> you know, who's going to do that, right. you know? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just a weird, weird thing to criticize. Sure. And there's the a moment. distinction. Cause I think you can take uh, fault with how he looks absolutely in this trailer. There's times where you may prefer that he has a different look in a scene, but I think if you're hung up on the nose thing, just drop it honestly because yeah. we saw Voldemort have no nose and people hated it and <laughs> yeah. we saw the Dutchman have no nose and people loved it so y you never know what you're going to get I think they pulled off Ebony Maw, Ebony Maw pretty well mm -hmm. um, but here's my thing and this is huge to me why would you hire one of the best actors of our generation and then take away his facial expressions yeah exactly <laughs> like, like he's that's seriously? his selling point that's that's Anyone was talking about American Psycho earlier. His facial expressions yes. in that movie are Legendary. incredible. Like, um, and I, and I know it sounds really silly because in some, especially in like the opening scene of that movie where he's just like staring through the mirror, and you're seeing the reflection, and it's like he's staring through the it camera at that time. But that matters. Yeah, that, that, it, everything. So yeah, why would you even try to hide that? You know, it's very strange, very bizarre, and. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm so excited for this, and I, uh, you know, I got a lot of thoughts as to like what could happen and stuff like that, which I'm sure we'll get into like a uh, preview episode for Thor uh, eventually. Um, so I'll save that for the moment. But uh, sure. yeah, I, I'm so so excited for this. Beyond well, excited. This trailer starts. Um, you know, we got some. We got some hints in the previous trailer, and this trailer kind of starts back where uh, the other one was hinting towards with uh, Centauri 4 and what appears to be the Zatoan tribe uh, where Yondu is from and, you know, a, a native tribe of blue people that Korg is. To be honest, I don't know if Korg's actually, actually speaking to them uh, what we're hearing in the trailer because don't believe trailers. TM. No, yeah. <laughs> Never believe Marvel trailers. Mm -hmm. uh, trademark that. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's not <laughs> it's not all true. Um, and it looks like Thor is meditating under you know his meditation tree. Yeah. Basically, probably something that he's been doing since he learned to 
deal with his emotions. So the the early focus of this trailer is Thor getting back into shape, becoming the Thor Odinson that we knew before, and kind of exploring the next path or the next side of Thor as this calm, level-headed leader of men um, and not somebody who's the hot-headed young you know, jock type yeah. uh, that we knew previously. Not looking for a fight. Absolutely. Yeah. He's like kind of knows where he's at, knows what his power is. Um, We've, and he just wants to be, I think, I think that's, that's one of the things it's kind of similar to like cap, you know, how, uh, you know, cap was trying to tell these people to like live their lives, but he really wasn't living his, you know, it's kind of similar yeah. to that. Like, I think Thor just wants to like, have a break from the superhero life like live his life a little bit he's a teenager you know, you know? yeah for sure he's, he's, <laughs> he's how many thousands of years old <laughs> yeah i was he's, just gonna say a second ago we've reached the nose limit for this episode you, you said nose twice but not not in the uh, way that you were expressing yeah, yeah, yeah. the actual yeah. word nose. So <laughs> we're running out of uh noses for this episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i i agree i think thor has come to uh, a level of peace with his past and I mean, they've they've shown this journey through his weight. Um, that was something we talked about with mm-hmm. Endgame, mm-hmm. and so now he's, you know, looking to become the Thor that he knows he can be his highest potential. And you know, he's he's working on he's doing like um, rope exercises with massive chains yeah. uh, on the body of what appears to be perhaps a god. Um, and you know, it's just. It's kind of like a the classic Rocky workout montage, <laughs> yeah. um, but like Marvelified and as Thor. So it looks like he gets ripped. He's jacked Thor again. And immediately after that, we run into something that we saw at the end of the first trailer, which is him trying to, you know, ha- uh, get Mjolnir back to his hand. And similarly, in kind of a callback to. Okay. Um, Endgame, yeah. we see a, sep- a another person uh, claim the, the rifle ownership of Mjolnir, and that hammer goes straight to the hand of Jane to a surprised Thor. Yeah. Uh, this was pretty awesome. Um, but also, this is actually a great time to reiterate this don't believe trailers stuff because when they cut back and forth between Thor and Jane... One of them's wearing a helmet, one of them's not. Then one of the other one is wearing a helmet and the other one's not. It's like, what's going on here? You know? Like what is the what is the wardrobe for this scene? And it's like a weird thing to do, honestly. Because it's like the wardrobe we're gonna They don't care. To be, yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they just they don't, don't care, care anymore. So, yeah, it, it, it they're uh they're giving us like multiple looks for both people in like the same scene, which is kinda cool. So we're not really gonna know exactly what they look like until they get there. I'm assuming that Thor doesn't have a helmet and Jane does, but that's just, you know, my assumption. They could both not have a helmet in that scene. Yeah, I mean, honestly, why would you put a helmet on the face of Natalie Portman or Chris Hemsworth? Right, right. Um, What did you think of of Thor being... Surprised? Shocked to see Jane probably not only there, but wielding Mjolnir. Yeah. I mean, think think of how surprised... He is to see his ex-girlfriend who was like sick and on earth, yeah. and, you know, and then, you know, has this run in with her in the past. And, and all of a sudden 
He's he's come to grips so, with his reality, and now he has to see his ex yeah. stealing his, for uh, uh, stealing lack his of a better word, thunder. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm going to hit you with something, though, that's going to probably blow your mind right here. All right? You ready for this? I don't want to have to clean up. Okay. But hey. <laughs> I need uh, my helmet. So, so uh, when we leave off with Thor, right, and we see him with the Guardians and stuff like that, we see him with Stormbreaker, right? Correct. Where did we leave off with Mjolnir, though? Uh, Captain America returning it. Right, 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 right. So Ooh. this creates an interesting little paradox here. I wonder if I know where you're going here. Yeah. I'm fascinated now. Maybe, he's, maybe he never even wielded Mjolnir since then. So he sees it again. He's like, oh, my gosh, it's back. And then it's like, oh, wait, what? So he gets hit with a double whammy of, like, that's not my hammer anymore. And Jane? Like, what? So this is going to be interesting. There's... There's a lot of ground to cover in this movie, and that's what kind of uh, worries me a little bit about these rumors of, like, the time length of the film and stuff like that. Um, because, yeah, there's a lot of ground to cover. I think they'll be able to cover Jane's pretty quickly, though. Um, but as far as, like, Gore's backstory and stuff like that, that it's going to be an interesting ride to see what they're going with because we see Zeus in the trailer as well which that's right that's that's very cool but uh it's going to be interesting to see what's happened with Mjolnir since Endgame yeah and Jane as well so well and to be fair and I might have jumped the gun because we do have two Mjolnirs mm-hmm. the one that was returned was the proper intact one from the previous storyline yep back in the day and the one that Hela shattered appears to be the one that Jane is currently wielding because of the light illuminating from the cracks within it. Mm -hmm. So that does beg the question, who would be capable of repairing said Mjolnir? Um, So that would be obviously a big focus. Mm -hmm. And if you can nail that answer, you might have part of your backstory to this movie. Um, And so legitimately who, like who does have the actual power? Um, and what would it take? And partially because the people, the the species, I guess, the, the race that makes these weapons doesn't seem to be around anymore no, because no. the last E-tree. one was killed in yeah. uh, Endgame. Yeah. Or in- Infinity War? In- in- Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah. Infinity War. Uh, part one and two, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, which is this interesting is, in its is own right because exactly. there's no more God-killing weapons being created by the people that have seemed to always create these things. Mm-hmm. So that leaves, I guess that's kind of necessary. So you can't mm-hmm. just keep going more and more and more powerful. Yeah. Well, because the, the power is already out there. We just have to discover right, the power. Right. That's what I was getting to too. Yeah. Like the power is out there. Like there's the always Phoenix more Force and stuff yeah. like that. That's, that's out there. It somewhere. keeps it from being infinite, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. There's just not like a weapon. Right. I would assume a Best Buy for weapons. <laughs> yeah, Best Buy for <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Radio Shack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, our boy Will is guarding the door. Yeah. <laughs> Steel lineman. Yeah. Uh, so, like, um, a big thing here is uh, Dr. Blake. Is he still around? Selvig. Selvig, Selvig. Um, uh, I can't remember he if he's be. Yeah, he's, he's still alive. Yeah. I would assume maybe he tracks it. And... Uh, you know, one thing that's really weird about this whole paradox of like time travel and stuff from in-game still, they extracted the reality stone from Jane Foster. Right. 
So it's like, wow, like they're leaving off with a weird. And I kind of think we knew this, you know, like, okay, well, they got rid of that. Uh, what did they call that? I can't remember at the moment. The, the ether? MCU, the ether. Yeah. They removed that. And so it's like, okay, well, where does that leave Jane? And now she's Thor. So, like, there's all these dots that are connected all in I some way. Was, uh, but, uh, Kel. I know some of these words. <laughs> <laughs> or calf, like, I get that reference. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun seeing them kind of connect these dots. And like I said, I think it'll be pretty quick. I don't think they're going to spend, like, more right. than, like, Right, it's not something minutes. that requires no. 30 minutes to tell the story of. No. And to be quite honest, I don't know if we're going to find out 100% how it was repaired, but... It could be a throwaway comment by Jane. And it could be pretty you know? funny. Yeah, you know, I like could see a comedic yeah. thing. I mean, okay, so, I mean, it could be created by witchcraft or put together by witchcraft. Could I would be. say that's an obvious thing. Chaos magic has become very prevalent mm-hmm. um, in the MCU now. Um, it could be something strung together. We were told by the, uh, the showrunners, if you want to call them that, that so once this – we were told in the MCU – uh, the the stones were basically responsible for all of like life. Yeah, you know, like so, when the Big Bang happened. Yes, yeah, yeah, the yeah. six yeah. elemental crystal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wong the, is like the narrator of all of the oh, MCU now. He's popping in every too. freaking movie. Yeah, maybe Wong fixed Mjolnir. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Wong on Wong. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, basically, with that math, that simple arithmetic, it would stand to you know reason that if the the crystals the gems um they were destroyed then the universe would cease to exist however what they told us is that those energies basically got repurposed into just being cast out into the cosmos Mm. and now those powers exist within basically everything Mm -hmm. so we know we no longer have a focused energy within like time reality strength all these things um power not strength but now it's just floating out in the atmosphere in ways you know where it can be used so don't rule out these cosmic energies as something that can still impact our universe um they're just not focused into a crystallized form anymore so yeah i would say it's possible that something like that could happen that could re-energize uh mjolnir especially with mjolnir having almost like a fate to it a mm-hmm. level of fate um, and, a, and a charm to and, it as well. And this so. is where I would go with that as well. And I think that this is actually a good thing to bring to the table when we're talking about Jane Foster and the restoration of Mjolnir. Uh, in certain iterations of Thor, there was, and I'm, the name is slipping me at the moment, uh, Masterson. Eric Masterson was Thor at one point in the comics, right? Mm-hmm. And his entire identity as Thor was attached to Mjolnir. So like... In Infinity Gauntlet, when you read Infinity Gauntlet, when they attack Thanos, right? And he's like slaughtering the Avengers, right? One of the things he does is he separates Eric Masterson Thor from Mjolnir. And you're like, okay, well, what the heck does that do? Well, if you understood the Eric Masterson character, well, basically what he just did is he stripped him of his power. Now he's just a human in space that can't breathe. So he literally just suffocated him by separating him from Mjolnir. So with that thing, you could tell you, how does this tie into this, all of this? 
you could say, okay, Jane Foster has this like cancer because that's something that she does have. She did in the comics. It's like a established thing. She has like a cancer, right? Uh, maybe with this crazy thing going on, like you explained with all this like power element being in the cosmos and fate being attached to Mjolnir, maybe it's just fate that like she somehow touches the remnants of Mjolnir, you know, maybe like, uh, Selvig actually does find like this shattered Mjolnir, you know, and she touches it. And for whatever reason, you know, with, with everything tied in together, she's now like kind of cured of cancer for the, as long as she's holding it or as long as it's around or as long as it's present, Ooh. you know? So that could be a whole thing because, you know, it just depends on how long they want to keep right specific actress as and we talk about this a lot too when they cast people like how long are they going to be as a fair question i don't know if this is meant to be a long yeah long term thing right right and um you know thor the character thor like chris hemsworth's thor he's been through so much Mm -hmm. you know and uh obviously like him seeing her again and stuff like that there's going to be emotions and stuff like that so it would be really it would kind of be it would, it would kind of suck man if like they bring her back and then she dies you know at the end or something like that making a sacrifice play to save thor so that he can fight gore in the end or something you know something along those lines but it's totally it could be a thing you know like who knows what their plans are for natalie portman as thor you know if she's gonna have her own movies or her own series maybe that's where we get the answers of how mjolnir came to be uh but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun ride, man. I'm I uh I'm curious to see what they do with this, how they tie everything in together. Um because as you said, it is a fate thing, so like how does Natalie Portman's like how does Jane Foster become worthy? You know what I mean? Like what is her story? So um I mean we have seen her have massive implications in Thor movies, especially Dark World. Like she had a big tie into like everything that was going on in dark world so that was she's she's got a role you know um but it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun seeing all of this get uh tied together i can't wait i know so next in the trailer we take off to meet some gods Mm. Um, and it appears we go to olympus where uh, zeus is king Mm. And he kind of runs the show. Um, did did you take this as Olympus and not Arcadia? Yeah, I did too. I would I would assume I, it's Olympus, yeah. just because it seems like he's is an older Zeus, and yeah. he's like basically Supreme Court. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's actually what it feels like too. But it, yeah. did it give you any kind of vibes of like Black Panther uh, dual area? Just in the 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 way that it like led presented. up to this, yeah, the way yeah. it presented was, it, it just gave me that. F- and I never know if Marvel's meaning to make any connections like that, but that's just kind of what it looked like to me. Like thematically, like what you're gathering from what you're seeing, you can kind of develop a theme. Yeah, totally. I kind of I see what you mean. Um, potentially, I would say, given Zeus's stature, uh. I would say that this is some sort of judgment. Honestly, too, this is a big part of the Mjolnir thing as well. Mm-hmm. That's probably why he's not like Mjolnir doesn't really go to him and he goes to Jane. Maybe he's really not worthy of Mjolnir anymore. 
maybe that's why he's being held in like this court in like contempt and like chained down and he's being summoned by Zeus to this place, <laughs> you know? Maybe he's done something along the way in the, the beginning of the movie. Like we see there's a good point too in the first trailer, you know, the guardians go to fight and he just turns around and walks away. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's something to this. Like maybe, you know, maybe in doing what he wants, he's no longer like worthy of it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. No, it could yeah. very well be. Yeah. Um, we get a whole bunch of little, you know, little moments in the trailer that lead to other things, but I want to stay on the gods for a little bit because if we jumped around as much as the trailer does, we'd be here <laughs> for three hours. Oh, yeah. So it is cool, for one, to see Russell Crowe um, appear as Zeus. Once again, big established actor. Yeah, in a, yeah. In a role. It's always good to see. And him. it looks like he's having a good time. Yeah. You know, kind of reminds me of Odin. <laughs> um, I will say Olympus looks awesome. Oh. I mean, the, the gods know how to make a, yeah. you know, it's they godly. are... <laughs> When I guess you have like unlimited ability to craft, uh, it's like having the the glitch unlimited money on Sims or something. Like it's you like just playing make Minecraft. the most baller yeah. uh, places ever. So Asgard, cool. Olympus, cool. Like all these places are, are awesome looking. They literally have water falling into nothingness. Yeah. And you can see uh, like on the left of the screen, it's just outer space. <laughs> like it's so cool. It's yeah. just the way they put to- together these worlds um, is really quite fascinating. So I love that portion. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we get Thor and we get Valkyrie uh, walking on a platform seemingly to go to like a courtroom setting. Yeah. And it looks like uh, it's it's this Hunger Games feel of like, bring us our next victim and we will watch mm. as the Zeus, mighty powerful Zeus casts his judgment upon... You know, you, yeah. you don't hear any of those words, but it just gives that feel. And they they have this celebration, this this m- moment of elation to oh, we're back. It's it's like this is the fun part of our day where we get to see somebody get judged. Um, and in the background, on that that area that I kind of referred to as the Black Panther uh, ledges, you see what looks like um, like if they were at a football game, it would be the suites. Yeah, and yeah. it looks like other gods that are in attendance for this showing, and you just kind of wonder, like you said, what is it that Thor did or has done that we either know or do not know about that he's being judged upon, and how do his fellow gods feel about him? I think it's well important to you know let's let's find that out. Let's look at some stuff, right? We left off with Thor's story with Ragnarok which was the destruction of Asgard. Uh, then you had the yep. Thanos snap. How many of those people were wiped away? And by the way, um, Thor was one of the reasons Asgard mm. ultimately met its demise because mm-hmm. he you know, felt that that was the only way to kill Hela. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's where a little of his judgment is coming from. And he's also just like kind of bestowed the leader of Asgard onto Valkyrie. You know, right. So it's breaking like tradition. Mm, yeah. Breaking tradition. There's a lot of stuff going on here. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, traveling back in time. I know, in time, you know he wasn't deal. doing most of it, but yeah, breaking, breaking rules that humans would have to wait until an afterlife to be judged for. Right. That Thor can presently go to court for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Burdens of being a God. Yeah. 
Uh, and I mean Valkyrie too. I mean she was like kind That's of uh, like kind of like disavowed or like self disavowed, however you want to phrase that. Like she kind of separated herself from Asgard. Um, so there, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see exactly what they're bringing about. But I would assume it has something to do with one of those or all of those topics. Um, so. Yeah, and I think both of us, when we initially brought Olympus up and Zeus, we both, and you know, you know how we work, or if you haven't heard us before, we don't look up set photos. Like, we're not trying to, we're just fans. We yeah. like to experience the moment. But I think both of us instinctively thought Zeus ain't making it to no, act two. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> so I think both of us at the very least believe that there will be some sort of attack on Olympus or attack led that um, takes out Zeus and maybe some of the fellow gods. I wouldn't expect an absolute wipeout because you don't want to eliminate an entire division of opportunity. Mm-hmm. But it does. Say, and in the trailer, this could be nothing, but there is almost a comet like thing that's shooting into olympus in the wide depiction of the planet yeah so that could just be thor coming in but but it could be an indicator of what's to come perhaps an all-out attack by somebody yeah my guess gore my guess is it may not be gore Mm. but it would be implemented by him yeah i don't know okay so what we figured out so far in the last, let's say, third of Marvel is that, and by last third, I mean like the last four years, we get a villain and then we get the villain. Yep. And so it feels like we're going to get a guy or a girl that or a being that is not all bad and not all good, Probably. but has to do something. So this is where this comes in for me. So we both agree that like, Zeus isn't making it out of Act One, right? Um, this is what I yes. think is going to happen, and and I, and, and I know I said I was going to wait for this, but I, I think this is just the right opportunity to talk about it right here, right now. What I think is going to happen yeah. is Valkyrie and Lady and, and Jane are going to save Thor from this like judgment from Zeus, uh-huh. and doing so, Jane Foster is going to like mop the floor with Zeus somehow, like she's going to like destroy him, and that's where that line comes in, like oh, it's your first villain or whatever. Because like Zeus isn't technically like a villain, villain, but early on he could be seen as that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like he early on he's going to be portrayed probably somewhat like a villain Egotistical, because of what he's doing to Thor. Power hungry, right? Uh, oh, so like Jane powerful. makes the save, whatever, and then uh, you get into Gore, uh, like late in Act One or something like that, and he's like going through his backstory, whatever. Just a little bit, and then he has that line of like wanting to kill all the gods. Yeah. Then he arrives on Olympus, and then you see that scene in the trailer where he's like stabbing the all-black sword or necro sword through Olympus. That oh, maybe could be the planet. A dead or planet that Boom. once was Olympus. Yeah. That would be interesting. Wipes everything out. That could be a possibility. Yeah. So I I like the idea that. There's two ways they could go about doing this. If truly your your path is we're going to kill Zeus and then we're going to destroy the planet. You can either do that right away to give validity to your, uh, your villain, Mm -hmm. or you can have them leave the planet to go do something. I, I have a feeling the judgment that's going to be cast by Zeus 
is not going to be friendly, but it will be something that will put them on a journey. Um, and whether it's enacted upon or not, if he dies first or not, they will still continue on this journey. And then the option becomes, okay, let's leave Olympus for a while. And then, as you said, once Gore does start getting his, his FaceTime, then later on we go, oh my God, that scene with that beautiful planet with all those, you know, people that were excited and, and, and happy. He just destroyed that planet, you know? Yeah. So it could take place early on or we could wait a little bit and then we see, we don't see Zeus again. We just see him go and wreck that planet, you know, mid second act or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of different ways that could go. Um, I guess if he did it early on, it would almost seem like too much yeah. Um, because I don't want my villain to be overexposed early on in a movie, but that's yeah. a personal preference. Yeah, I um, like that. I call it the Godzilla effect. Like you, yeah. you hide them for for an hour and a half, and it makes it more impactful. Mm -hmm. um, I made that up, but it sounded good. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's very possible. And uh, you know, as, as we're talking about Gore, this is really where he becomes heavily introduced in the trailer, yeah. and we see him floating around, kind of. So there's when he's introduced in the trailer, we see. Not only, you know, we see the, the Necrosword and there's that that he's picking up in the sand. But when we actually see him back on kind of his his territory, um, there's a huge black cloud that's illuminated in straight up black and white next to a somewhat colorful like brown rock. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is the first moment where we see the usage of black and white to describe context and emotion within gore yeah so it is kind of like saying there's color everywhere around him but everything close to him dies or you could say that that's his view of the of the world and gods is it's certainly black and white and that it's either good or bad and he chooses to see gods as bad right and uh, so i mean when we yeah. look at this trailer it's truly depicted from two and this is what i was hinting at earlier this is something we've never really seen done in a trailer outside of WandaVision um, where you're using two completely different ways to present images, mm -hmm. to tell different stories and to give you different contexts. Yeah. Um, we've also seen it within Captain America as they use black and white in some film, but I mean, they're using shadows like it's the twilight zone with yeah. gore and it almost feels like it's a completely different I don't even know what to say. Like it, it's not even obviously he's humanoid here, yeah. but he doesn't feel human. He this, feels like an absence of a human. This is where his backstory comes into play. And this is why I think that this is truly going to be great. Um, because what I think you're describing is actually the symbiote. Um, because how else could you show that in a different way, in a different manner than by stripping all of the color away? You know, it's such an impactful thing to do, like from a filmmaker standpoint, you know, uh, and it's a different way to present the character. And like when we see him fighting Thor uh, or supposedly potentially fighting Thor, when he like points at him and then Thor points back or whatever, like that whole scene, like but uh, aside from like Thor himself standing there, like everything is in that like black and white, like uh, I can't remember what that's called. There's a word for it. Uh it's not like monochrome or something like that, but like, um, 
I don't know. All those Instagram filters have been <laughs> yeah. thinking they, they know all the terms, I'm sure. But true. I'm not sure about the. Uh, I took uh, I took Miss Presley's cinema class in high school. So nice. I should have should have remembered. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, I think that this is a good way of, of, of presenting that in its own form because he's not like Venom. That's not what we're getting at here. But right. This is the origin of the symbiotes. Yeah, let, so, let people in on, on who Gore is and how he came to be. So Gore uh, comes to be because uh, his species and his planet is like like wiped out and they're dying off. Nothing's there to save them. But his entire species is also praying to the gods for mercy, praying to the gods to be saved. But they're all dying off. And... He's like one of the last ones or maybe the last one left. And he just so happens to see this fight go down, which this could actually be, you know, where we see Zeus. Maybe it's Zeus. Uh, maybe they change it up a little bit, but it's a fight between Null, who is like the orig- original symbiote. He's the king of the symbiotes and uh, a god. And uh yeah, he just attaches himself to the All Black through picking up the sword, which is the Necro Sword, which is this super powerful sword that's a god-killing machine. Like this is how he, you know, we talked about nowhere before. This is how he cuts the head off a celestial that becomes the planet nowhere is through the usage of that. So like, this is the, that's his that's his story. That's why he doesn't like gods. That's why he wants to kill all the gods is because his people have been praying for so long to be saved and no one came to save them. And so it's a very touching story and it's a very uh, emotional journey for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very, very interesting thing. But the, the, the all black and the necro sword, they're completely tied to Null, who is completely tied to the symbiotes. Um, and like that's the symbiote's origin is 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 through null and, and and gore so and from what we've seen and this is a great point to talk about this too we talk about in credit scenes a lot what could the potential in credit scenes be in thor i think this is maybe how they tie in for the first time we get one that ties into something that we've just seen because we left off with spider-man in the in credit scene with venom being in the universe now um, because that little like blood droplet of venom is like left on the bar and then he goes back to his respective universe. But now this venom is left. This part of venom is left in our universe. So maybe this is some kind of, we get one good one. We get one, ha- like one that ties into something and then we get one that's comical, you know? So maybe this is the one that we get that ties into something that we've already seen. Yeah. And I just, like we were talking about before, I love how they used the shadows and the contour on Christian's face to make it almost appear like it's not human features and it is kind of like missing the the middle of the face. Like you can, yeah, there's a nose on there, but it just doesn't quite look right and it looks more like a skull than anything. Mm-hmm. And also through the trailer, he progressively, um, well, not exactly progressively, like if you're talking in real time, but you notice that at different points in the trailer, he is more or less scarred um, 
for whatever reason that is probably due to fights that are going on not only over time but in this movie so there's some some ability of his to kind of shape shift and scar and just change and and i think yeah a lot of that is because he is kind of born from this like symbiotic power yeah so it's it's going to be very interesting to see how they go about this because we we've gotten like 15 seconds of him and everybody's got their minds made up (laughs) yeah 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 but for sure it's fascinating that when you see them fighting him uh you we assume (laughs) <laughs> yeah. don't trust anybody it, it appears that their color is draining from their skin and their outfits uh as they fight him mm-hmm. and i mean it's just it's gonna be so fun to watch how they play with color and how it tells a story mm-hmm. i mean i think everybody's had a creative writing or an english class where you did something and you thought it was really good and your teacher said cut four sentences out of it and you're like yeah. What? Yeah. I I I made it as concise as I possibly could, and they go, "No, cut four four sentences out of it." And then you finally do it, and you're like, "Oh, now I understand what they mean." This is them going, "We don't need to give you everything about this villain that makes him great. This is we can hint at certain things. We can create a world and an environment around him that will describe with pictures rather than words what represents his powers, his ability, and his storyline." Because if you look at him, he looks like an absence of happiness, an absence of light, and the the initiator of death. I don't need Gore the God Butcher in a subtitle to understand what the heck he does. Mm-hmm. And he said, what, like 10 words in this trailer, and you know what his intentions are, and you have a pretty good feeling about how he's going to go about doing it. Yeah, and he has a presence that is unlike any other. Like it's almost like Thanos, you know, you know, like we talk more about more presence to Santa Claus. Mom got my yeah for sure. <laughs> but like you know, when you talk about like Thanos, like you didn't have to say oh, Thanos. The the cool thing about Thanos as a villain, he didn't really have to say anything. Nah, as soon he, as he, he came out of the thing, he actions. just yeah, he just walks in, and you know exactly what's what's going on. Um, same thing here with Gore. How'd like you feel you about that still straight from the comic? Which one? That when they approach. Um, I cannot remember the name at the at the moment, but when they approached uh, and, oh, and destroyed a yes, killed god, yes, and yes, it yes, is yes. literally ripped exactly, you know, pixel for pixel from the comic outside of Korg. Yeah, that's the first time that they've done that in the MCU. For sure, we may see some more of that moving forward. I mean, what a cool, well, that's a great still, cool picture. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's an awesome still, and it also, I mean, it's gonna. <laughs> It's like playing Tiger Woods PGA Tour and you got to <laughs> go from like country to country and beat everybody. <laughs> Gore is yeah. just going around killing people. Yeah, for sure. It's like ticked off Thanos mm-hmm. and he's got like, by the way, guys, Gore can kill anybody that you love. Anybody. Easily. Yeah. Because he has this weapon that was meant for the symbiote king. You know, yeah. like yeah. this sword that was basically wrapped to his body out of the need to have a host was meant for destroying lives of gods yep this is the dude we're dealing with we're not this isn't killmonger no, 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 you know no, no, no. this isn't this is a different uh, level. This yellow isn't even, jacket this isn't even thanos we're on a whole nother level of somebody who doesn't need 
outside help and outside resources to yeah. destroy everything you love. And you have to think he's a too, scary villain because he's attached to a symbiote taking over a planet's easy. Like taking over an entire planet is easy. change. That's nothing, nothing. So, and I mean, like we just saw, no, like we just saw what in Eternals, you know, like you saw this awesome presence of, uh, Arishim. Like that's nothing. That means absolutely nothing to Gore. Like he could just like, like we, we haven't seen it yet. And I don't know that we'll see it in this movie. I hope we do, but him just cutting the head off of a celestial is, is a crazy, crazy thing. And I actually do hope we see it. The budget of that movie would be through the roof if we did, though, because that would be <laughs> you'd have to. I don't know how much it took for them to put Arisham on the screen in the Eternals, but to do that twice, basically, and, and put it in Thor, that would put the budget through the roof. And it already looks amazing. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see it. Maybe it'll just be discussed. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and as the trailer goes on again, it, it's a lot of quick sequences. Um, we do see a, a boat with uh, Thor's two goats and they fly using what looks like the Bifrost from Stormbreaker. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, Thor, Thor is just like, he's been really slowly built to where he was. And it's really cool to see where he's at at this moment because I mean, he's, he's undoubtedly, undoubtedly, excuse me, probably the coolest guy we got going on in the MCU right now. And it, it really, shows you what good storytelling can do and letting an actor be what he does best. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's grown tremendously since Thor one, especially since dark world. Uh, and this has just been, he's, he's been my favorite character in the MCU for a long time for a reason, you know, like I just, it's more than just the power it's more than, you know, him being a god and, and all this cool stuff and all the scenery that you see in his movies, which that's its own thing. But his personal journey to me has been the best that we've seen. Um, it's been great. It's been amazing. There's no more emotional journey like that so far in the MCU. So, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, no doubt about it. And we see a lot of, you know, close-up shots of Gore. Um, we see a little bit more of Thor and Valkyrie on uh, Olympus. We see some fighting. Um, and Valkyrie does have Zeus's lightning bolt. Was it taken by force? <laughs> Was yeah. it stolen? Was it given? We will find out. But like we uh, mentioned earlier, the, the color of the people that are, are fighting Gore are somewhat being drained from them and then the color of this lightning bolt kind of illuminates uh what's left of the color on their bodies which is really another cool little trick and we also see uh the guardians fighting on uh centauri 4 mm -hmm. and don't believe anything you see on a trailer is mm -hmm. first thing i would say with that <laughs> yeah. but uh, it looks appears based on the trailers so far that uh, or looks like the Guardians will be there for a little bit, either in the beginning or towards the middle, and then they'll go on their merry way. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what they're fighting. So usually we don't just get a one-on-one -on -one in these movies. There's usually some sort of 
group or race or something that is helping the villain. So I do think that Gore is going to be in control of something that's going to be fighting them along the way to kind of set up the final battle between him on their, what seems to be the planet he has kind of made his territory. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm really intrigued to see what those battles are and yeah, what's real and what's not because it's so hard to believe when you see Thor and Valkyrie on that planet that it's just like this basic two on one fight. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's no. actually going on there. Right. And aside from that, we see this interesting moment in the trailer where Mjolnir is basically casting this lightning bolt uh, down and you see the heads of different beings in like on the side walls. Mm. And there's been a lot of speculation as to who these heads are. Um, yeah. I'm not going to throw out too many guesses. I've heard like death. I've heard, um, what is it? The, uh, not the watcher, but somebody who's keeping, you know, time, keeping watch on, on planets. Like it seems like we're getting closer and closer every time we get some new movie and TV show to these powers that be. Yeah. Like the people like, uh, like we kind of saw like a glimpse of like the Beyonder or not the Beyonder, yeah, but cosmic the, uh, entities like the that tribunal. we don't know much about. That's right, right. the Living Tribunal. Yeah, um, glimpses of. of we that. saw some of that in Loki. Saw some of it in Doctor Strange. Yes, uh, we seem to be getting closer and closer to this. Yeah, and it's alluded to more in this movie. I don't know if you think there's going to be anything to that, but it seems like when there's smoke, there's fire, and we're getting close to something big here. Yeah, potentially. I think that like, well, I mean, you got to look at stuff that we've been exposed to. I mean, Eternals is a good, t- is a good point. You know, like we're, we got introduced to Arisham. Do we know that there's other ones that exist out there? Isan the Searcher somewhere out there. Uh, so like there's, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, there's a lot of more powerful beings that exist in the Marvel universe that have not been introduced yet. You know, yeah, um, that's the exciting part. That's so, <laughs> so exciting. Uh, like you said, like death, um, which I think if they brought in death right now, it'd kind of be kind of mm, I, I don't think know. it's a ways off, but I think it's yeah. always out there because of the fact that we got an Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Yeah. And didn't have death present. So, yeah, I don't know if that was a Fox entity. I, I have no clue. Right. Um, but we'll see. It was also like a thematic choice. I think they yeah. could have brought in death, I feel like, but they just chose to do it this way instead. And I think that was the right, right move. It was a different love storyline. It, yeah. it was Thanos' love of his planet and what he thought was right mm-hmm. and you know all, his ego, a, yeah. lot, a lot of things. And I think it's a better story anyways, to be honest, in, in that yeah. regard. Um, it played out really well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's tons of other worldly beings that have immense power um i talk about him a lot but like galactus hasn't even been in the universe yet and he's like one of the most powerful beings in all of marvel right so uh and and there's so many things out there that are even more powerful than him you know like there's all of these embodiments of like you know we talk about the infinity stones there's a literal like embodiment of like eternity or something like that that exists out there. So there's there's a lot yeah. of, of things. Um, 
it's, it's so, so exciting because you just don't know what could be next. You know, you don't know if like the end credit scene could be something big. Yeah. You know, uh, we've been kind of underwhelmed, I would say, through end credit scenes so far in, in, in phase four. But I wouldn't take that anything. I, I'm, it's well, still one of those fair, things. The phase four movies have been really good. Yeah. So like a lot happens and a lot is exposed within yeah. the parameters of the actual movie. Yeah. And they're setting up something new. They're setting up an entirely new universe, new shape to everything. So, uh, but it, once again, it's like you can't let your guard down because this, you know, whatever the end credit scene is in, in Thor could be huge or it could be, you know, something small. Yeah. So, and the the final scene of the trailer is really just a reminder to everybody that loves seeing Chris Hemsworth <laughs> that he is absolutely jacked. Yep. I don't know if they edited him edited him much. I'm sure you know they did their basic stuff, but jeez, that it's dude is just, ripped. Yeah. So if you're one of those people that goes to see Thor movies because you like how Chris Hemsworth w- looks, more power to you. He is back to being his normal self. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still funny. Um, <laughs> he didn't lose the funny with the weight. But, yeah, he's absolutely jacked. It was a funny scene. Um, Valkyrie and Jane being two women, two powerful women on screen together, uh, something you don't see too often in Marvel. So uh, it'll be pretty cool to see their jaunting back and forth and their comments on a male-dominated society, especially, like, Olympus. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be very funny. Uh, It reminds me of, like, Elaine in the midst of her three – dim-witted male friends on Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld always having one of the better, you know, quips mm-hmm. on the TV show because it was always so easy uh, and so um, so many targets. So I'm looking forward to that. And it'll be cool, I think, to see their thoughts on Thor because they've seen him in different respective lights. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be hilarious. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see how Jane takes to this uh, new role and how long she does last. Because it did seem like she was on the outs with Marvel for quite some time. Then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, now you're back. Oh, now you're starring in a Thor movie. Oh, now you're a Thor. <laughs> right. And uh, I guess one last thing I wanted to see, because this is a character you introduced me to, um, do you foresee Beta Ray Bill playing a part in this movie? Ooh. Um, no, not not yet. Um, he easily could be. Uh, I think if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna introduce Beta Ray Bill, it would either be here or Guardians Three. Like I think those are the yeah. two likely scenarios. But given uh, recent talks and stuff like that about castings and and the rumblings of different actors being different people or whatever and. I would say no. The reason I ask is because it feels like there might be something missing mm-hmm. in between the good guys and the bad guys. And I don't know if Beta Ray Bill, like somebody's got to be the next Thor. Yeah. And I just, I don't think it's going to be Jane. No. I don't think she wants that. I don't think it's their choice. Uh, I mean, ultimately everything's their choice, but I don't think that Natalie Portman wants to be the next Thor. And Valkyrie could be a great, um, you know, character in her own right, but I don't think they want to lose that Thor uh, power system and role. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Beta Ray Bill 
start to establish himself somehow in this movie, um, working as somewhat of a uh, odd good character with maybe a misguided anti-hero storyline, you know, like somebody who doesn't have hate in their heart, but is set off to do something that maybe the lead character doesn't quite agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what if Thor dies? That you know? possibility. Um, you never know. Man. I, I would, if this was like a handicapped boxing match, I would say, I would say Gore's going to give us a great performance and he's going to bow out most likely. Um, I think Thor does win this battle, but not because he just straight up overpowered him. Mm. I do think there will be somebody that's going to need to help Thor. If that's Jane, if that's Valkyrie, if that's a third character we don't know much about yet. If it's Zeus, you never know. It man. could be any of them. It could be Ares. Um, it could be Ares. Ares would Hercules. Be... Hercules was rumored to yeah. you know be coming to the MCU soon, and since we have Zeus now and Olympus, mm-hmm. you know and it's, it's around the corner. So, I mean, you could have that whole thing that I just like broke down for you, mm-hmm. where like Gore destroys Olympus, kills Zeus, and then in the end, it's Hercules coming in for the save. Yeah. That'd be crazy. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. They need, they need a god. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I think um, since we're going in the direction of a secret wars or something like that, Ares could be very likely. Just because he plays a role in that. Yeah. So and we uh, saw Ares in Wonder Woman. That was the last mm-hmm. time we saw him depicted um, on screen in a, yeah. in a superhero movie. Uh, but his depiction in Marvel is like so cool. I love that character. Like oh, I just would the, the absolutely way it looks. love yeah. to see it. And when I did a little bit of background on Gore, it looked like his biggest targets were gods of something vengeful or aggressive. Yeah. Um, he and very seldom very... destroyed a god that was lighthearted and, and loving. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because of ego. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted yeah. not a. Not Quill's father, but um, hmm. he just wanted to prove. Uh, and there's some things that we'll get into that I've learned about with him in our next episode uh, about Gore specifically. So I'll save uh, those remarks for there. But yeah, I, I really, I went into Spider-Man and I rewatched that recently, hoping that May died and I felt bad about it. But uh, the fact that she did, oh my God, it led to such a great story arc and progression for Spider-Man. And this is the hard spot where you're like Thor is so good right now that mm-hmm. if Chris Hemsworth wants to keep going, you don't kill him. No, sorry. You don't kill him if he wants to keep going. But if he goes guys, this is it. Yeah. Why would you not kill him? Right. Why would you not pass that blessing off to the next actor or somebody that can take the reins from here? I mean, you, you see, there's a lot of like wrestling and movie, uh, synonymous behaviors and i think that's one of them mm-hmm. you don't waste something great when you know when you know it's up yeah you know you pass the so, torch yeah yep. so i can't wait to see it um i hope everybody enjoyed this episode we really are having a lot of fun right now with these podcast episodes and i really hope that you do subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy it leave a review subscribe it genuinely helps us so much uh in being discovered by more people we hope that you like the content of course but to reach out to a a bigger uh, group of people it it does help to get higher up in the itunes rankings and everything so if you could lend us your your review and uh, a subscription it would mean the world 
And thank you guys for being a part of this community. If you're not already, uh, join our Facebook group, uh, the Marvel Guys Podcast. We do have an Instagram page. We have a website that will be uh, debuting pretty soon. Uh, it's around the corner. A lot of cool stuff coming out very soon. So um, just want to say we, we thank you guys a lot for being a part of this journey, and it's going to get even more fun. Peace. You've reached the end game of this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Marvel Guys podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Jordan and Spencer, check out themarvelguys.com, the Marvel Guys on Twitter, and the Marvel Guys podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time.